everybody. Welcome to Carbonite Bounty BS, the show where we discuss the uh, Disney Plus series, The Mandalorian. I am Scott, and I'm joined today by my fair accomplices in this crime of audio, uh, Sam and video. And- in video now, that's right. We can't uh, discriminate. It is a video also. So how is everybody doing today? Good. Ready. You ready, Ken? Ready. All right. Well, let's talk first impressions because, you know, this is the this is the premiere. It's chapter one. It's the very first episode. It's time to get excited. We've been waiting for a show like this for a long time. I know I have. We've been talking off mic a little bit. Uh, I, I think all of us are in agreement that it, this uh, it kicks. It's pretty. <laughs> it's pretty good. So I know we're excited to get started on uh, on uh, where everything's going to go. Um, before before we do get started, though, I did want to uh, we don't want to take a moment to do a little bit of housekeeping. Um, so, Sam, mm-hmm. where can our fair viewers find us? Make sure you guys are going to our website, nerdcyclopedia.com. That's where you can get our overall, you know, links and everything, you know, as related to Nerdcyclopedia content. Mandalorian, Sam has got a watching Watchmen, Nerdcyclopedia, Nerd Denim, everything. Make sure that you follow us on Twitter at Nerdcyclopedia and also Instagram and Facebook. Make sure that you are leaving us messages at Nerds. Yes. Yes. <laughs> at Nerdcyclopedia.com. We're basically all over the place. And make sure that you're subscribing. Make sure that you click the subscribe button right now. Now click it right now. Do it before <laughs> you hear something you don't want to hear. Exactly. And that is a sure threat. That you also subscribe to our podcast. We're all over the podcast nation. You know, yeah. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, basically anywhere that you hear your um, listen to your favorite podcast, we're there. That's right. We made sure we're there, so you can't get rid of us now. It's been too long. Uh, I've been far too long. So, um, Ken, let me ask you this. I know that uh, you know my relationship with the source material is real strong. I know you and our preview cast said that you've been a fan since you were super super little little. Uh, let me ask you, how much like a young. Yeah, like a little Yoda, just since you were fifty. Uh, how, how much, uh, how excited are you to see this this sort of deepening of this particular piece of the lore? Um, ever since I heard about this coming out, I, I've been anticipating this. Uh, the The Mandalorians, bounty hunter, uh, have been an obsession of mine. So mm-hmm. Boba Fett has been a, sort of a key um, mental uh, and and physical collecting uh sort of target for, for me okay okay uh, and uh i've always been fascinated with with the char- character he's just he's just a badass he's a badass he's got the fewest lines of any character in any movie franchise it's any he's character in any movie franchise in the yeah, entire like story yeah. yeah yeah if that i mean and they're all very he's worth to me dead i mean he's yeah he's great he's great so it's such a small amount of lines you wouldn't even notice that you know you wouldn't even have any way to notice that he's his accent changes in the re-releases you know that's uh that's a small amount of lines uh for sure for sure yeah uh now sam i know so when i know they were doing oh yeah sorry ken i didn't know you were I didn't know there was more no, no no i was just gonna say so when i heard about this this was gonna be a specific story centered around uh the mandalorian uh, race i was i was just anticipating this uh real real big real big awesome awesome you know and i think that what's great is that you know we've really been rewarded 
for that sort of fidelity because I feel like they spent, what, $200 million on this season of television, and I think that every single dollar that's on the screen, and that is... Oh, yeah. That's a lot that of is dollars. Something that's awesome. Something that's awesome. Uh, I feel like they're really doing things right here, Sam. You know, what would you say was the best? What was your favorite, like, highlight of the of the show for you so far? Um... Well, the highlight of the show is the Mandalorian's whole look. I mean, mm-hmm. I just love his mask down to his okay. like his whole outfit. I mean, his look is just so cool, you know. Um, even when he you know first premiered in like the you know the um the Star Wars holiday special back then and everything, you know, mm-hmm. he had to develop. They 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 Boba Fett had the the you know the um the look there. And I think that's where the legend of, you know, Bubble Fett just grew. And to see it just manifested out right here in the actual show, we're getting like a <clears> whole um, good uh, 45 to 60 minutes full of, a, you know, a Mandalorian, you know, the race and everything. It's, mm-hmm. it's just awesome to see. Uh, so it's, it's not so much of a specific scene, but I just like looking at him. He, the look the look is very classic. And that's something that, you know, has been pretty consistent since Boba Fett. Is that just he's a badass and he looks uh, like a badass? I don't know. That's how that's how you'd explain super it to cool. like, yeah. someone never super seen cool it. Look. So so let's jump into the episode because you know, I'm, and I'm just gonna say if, I'm gonna say a few things myself. So hold on, I got control of this. I'm uh, you know behind the curtain. I'm the one running the, the video. All right, all right. So my my wife said uh, her favorite part of this is that it's uh, she said she's down for westerns and she's down for baby Yodas. So she said she loves it. Uh, her favorite part, because you know she's she's just like you, Sam. She didn't come to Star Wars until I took her there, uh, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> so, uh, so she's always liked. Uh, she likes the cantina scenes, the bar scenes, right? She likes that part of Star Wars. So for her, this is just like awesome. Right so she's super yeah. super excited about it too. Um, so let's jump in a little bit into the recap. Okay. Okay. So let's let's talk about the show a little bit as we go, uh, kind of go through. Uh, I got a lot of specific things to say. I'm sure you guys do. Uh, you know. Uh, so let's jump. Let's dive on in. Okay. So we kind of we kind of start on like an icy icy style planet. I don't think it's not as cold as hot, but it's pretty cold. And we've got some bullies harassing like a bluish monster from the Blue Lagoon looking guy, saying they're going to sell his glands for money. That seems pretty tough. Uh, the Mandalorian comes in, and all of a sudden, all these tough guys want to pick a fight with him. Not a great idea, from what I heard. Uh, it doesn't really kick off until, you know, uh, until they kind of, like, say something about the Beskar steel, right? Is that really Beskar? And they kind of flint him. And then from that point on, like, it's all no holds barred. Um, you know, I really, really enjoyed, uh, enjoyed that they kind of just got right to it, right? Uh, we find that the bounty is actually the, the guy that was getting bullied, which is a fun inversion of that. And... Um, the Mandalorian warns, I can bring you in warm or I can bring you in cold, right? That's what he says. So tell me, tell me, Ken, do you know anything about Beskar Steel? Do you know what they're talking about there? It's the, it's the armor, or it's the material that they are, that they, they make their armor out of. So okay. it's a very, as I understand it, so it's part of their rite of passage. They build okay. their armor. Awesome. This, okay steel that the big the big thing is the empire stole it all okay they they took it all from them the great purge now right the purge exactly they took all this beskar steel from the mandalorian so now it's a they're 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 you know they're 
is to get it back now that the empire has collapsed, which is talked about. Un- unfortunate for the economic stability of the galaxy, apparently. Uh, Sam, what did you think uh, of the action here? What did you think of this uh, this con this confrontation? What what did you like about about how they handled you know this opening business? Well, I mean, one thing I want to say right off the bat. I mean, how do you guys? What do you guys think about when you when when they first appear? Because it's like a um sort of like a shot coming um you know above oh you know below you know mm-hmm. with the Mandalorian and his capes just flowing in like the um you know in the wind and everything. You see the product. You you talking about you see the production value. You know the dollars right on the screen. Man, mm-hmm. as soon as you as soon as this opening scene as soon as this scene opens, it's like you're in a movie. You know you're yeah. you're, you're you're right there, and it's not like you know you're you're actually uh, watching a regular TV show. They actually bring you into you know a movie, and we heard Disney was going to um you know put their their money where their mouth is with you know with this service and everything. So I was very appreciative to see. You know how the production value just in this opening scene and everything, and then this conversation just happens, and it's 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 like I'm watching a, um like a Star Wars movie. It's 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 you know to me in some ways oops sorry and me to some ways it's like a it's just a western. I mean from from the beginning opening establishing shot, mm-hmm. this is the man with no name. This is Clint Eastwood, and he is coming to your town, and it is a bad idea. To make it difficult for him to come to your town. Uh, bottom line, he's he's ruthless. He's tough. He can he can he put it, the money where his mouth is. Right. Also, which is something that you know is important. And I, I just got to say, I appreciate them uh, cutting that guy in half with the door, which is something I figure happens all the time. And, you know, when you got doors like <laughs> that. Yeah, the squid head. The squid head pulled him yeah. through and. Pretty ruthless stuff, uh, to be honest with you. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so I really like that a lot. I thought it established a character as someone who doesn't talk very much, says the important stuff. Um, you know, we, this whole sequence is great here with the monster from the Blue Lagoon. I feel like the fact that, you know, we talk a lot about what I think about uh, Episode One. Um, we talk a lot about Episode One here and how I think that dropping Jar Jar Binks ASAP would have made the movie actually pretty good, <laughs> pretty pretty good. So dropping this guy off here at the end of the sequence is good too. So it was nice book- action in this sequence. I mean, you know, the um, you know, the choreography and everything. And like mm-hmm. I said, I mean, man, uh, man, and Lori is such a cool looking character. Jeez. He's <laughs> just a, he was like what in Boba Fett's, you know, and Ken Ken remember this. I wouldn't remember this, but all Boba Fett was like the most popular action figure when it came out. No one even knew what he did in the movie. Right. That's kind of Boba Fett's always sort of been that guy. Yeah, he just he everyone liked the way he looked and he yeah. enjoys what he does. Yeah. He's like a little bummed out about no disintegration. Not only the money, but the hunt. That's awesome. And you know, the Mandalorians, like like you said, the Mandalorian race is famous for this. So we'll find that out that out a uh, little bit later. So I want to talk for a second here about this next scene: booking passage to the yards uh, or the the, the spaceport or whatever. And uh, you know, the Mandalorian is willing to pay a little extra to not have to deal with a droid, which makes a lot of sense, seeing as how all those Mandalorian clones had to tangle with all those droids back in the day. Uh, they were probably mixed like oil and water, you know what I mean? Uh, so he pays a little extra to get, um, instead of a real nice speeder, a real crappy speeder driven by comedian Brian Posehn, which is uh, awesome to see a little bit of stunt casting there. Uh, you, guys, you guys recognize Brian Posehn? Did you know who he was? No. Mm-mm. No? So, no, I didn't recognize him. 
Yeah, so he's in like some Sarah shows with Sarah Silverman and um, like sitcoms and stuff. But he was a little bit of a stunt cast. So I just want to point out that I recognized him and they didn't drive that reference into the ground either. They pretty much were like, yep, he's just a guy. He's he's going to be in this for a little bit. That's it. That's a whole deal. Uh, so I appreciated them doing the stunt casting right there. Yeah, he's there and he's gone. <laughs> yeah, because he drops him off. He says, stay off the ice. I'd stay off the ice if I were you. He gets eaten immediately. Like, I mean, there is no delay. Uh, between getting eaten and not getting eaten, and uh, <clears throat> what, what did you guys what did you guys think about the effects of that? You know, of the um, man, I was like, man, I mean, that's that's like really awesome, you know. Everything looked everything looked like a Star Wars movie. It doesn't it doesn't look like a cheap knockoff version of a Star Wars movie, right? Did the, did yeah, Rogue Disney, One have the Disney, um did, the transitions? Did, right. Yeah, they did. They did. Did Rogue One have the same transitions? Like, is that that basically is a Star Wars thing? As far as like the swipes in yes. the okay. yeah wipes have always the wipes the uh, the outside the center right. you know wipes with the ship flowing through it yeah they, that that's all vintage that's okay. all old school okay Absolutely. and that was and that was in Rogue One too right you know the way they they they, they did in yep. that movie as well okay yeah it's a stylistic thing it was in the special features on the uh, VHS to give you an idea of how uh, <laughs> I don't know I'm making that up I probably probably wasn't any special features on that thing. <laughs> Okay, so so the monster comes and bites the Mandalorian ship, and the Mandalorian uses some sort of stun spear to sort of zap him away. You know, I, I got the feeling that this was a hundred percent like, like press X to use the stun spear. You know what I mean? Like it was. It's <laughs> yeah, like, Let's it was, very, all it was very video game ish as far as the you know the way it went down and stuff. You know, press yeah. press the um button you know um you know really hard in order to get the monster off of you <laughs> yeah and then the x pops up and if you don't do it it's like <laughs> yeah <laughs> this whole thing yep. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i know what you mean so uh pretty nifty there and uh this this scene in the ship what did you guys think of the scene in the ship with Gilface here uh trying to talk his way into the mandalorian's good graces do you think he's gonna have a lot of luck doing that no 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 but we and got I think nice he let him go he let him and go down the bathroom intentionally so he could see where he was going to go. Uh, he was going to be just frozen in carbonite, and that was it. He li- he did that on purpose. I agree. This guy out of here. There's no way he didn't have a camera down there, right? No. I mean, yeah. I was expect if I was in someone's cargo hold today, I'd expect they had a camera on me. <laughs> Especially you. Especially me. Now, listen, I'm rambunctious. You got to keep an eye on me. Don't let me get away, or else you'll never get the pot of gold at the end of the rainbow that I guard. <laughs> it's all part of the game there's a part of gold don't ask me about it so alright so he puts he puts the gill man on ice he, he freezes him in carbonite and he's a bounty so I'm feeling pretty good number one about picking the title of this show yeah awesome I, felt, I was like when they were stacking up the carbonite I was like oh boy yeah that's the right that was the right <laughs> thing to do uh, so the Mando saunters into a cantina and meets up with Carl Weathers who's got himself a stew going and cashes in his transponders for a little bit of credits. We find that Imperial credits are no good. Nice seeing Carl, um, um, Apollo that? Creed in, in, in the house here. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Apollo Creed, right? He's going to knock out the fiscal issues caused by the collapse of the government. <laughs> and some bounties. Okay, so, so, uh, so he pays him in Mon Calamari coin. And gives him one job, which is a big deal. There's no chain code, which is like an ID code. And it's just one job. It's the best job they got, and he's the best bounty hunter. 
Um, what do you think of this scene here? You know, we find out some information about what's happened. Ken, what do you make of what's happened to the uh, the <coughs> place that was the Empire since uh, the events on the the Century Moon? Right, and I think what what I I feel here is okay. So we all knew the Empire collapsed. Yeah. So now everyone's trying to get back to normal. So everyone's back to trying to find the you know their place in the in the galaxy or in their life because. They had been living under the imperial tyranny for so long. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of bounty hunters and just criminal activity now, even more or so, just because people are getting back and they've got their freedoms back. So they're, you know, they're just acting, they're, they're, they're loosey goosey. They're just going crazy. <laughs> loosey goosey with the rules, right? <laughs> <clears throat> okay. So, so, <laughs> so we're being. We're being a little loose with the rules now because the Empire ain't there to keep everyone tapped down. But what do we see we're, in the next we're, scene? Where in continuity, in continuity does this take place? This, Ken, oh, well, I'll take it. I'll take that because Ken just got his ISO. So this takes place about five years after Return of the Jedi. Ah, okay. So about, you know, a million years before Episode 7, I guess. And five years after Episode 6. In case anyone's asking, actually, I think what it's like forty-five years before Episode Seven. I guess I don't. I don't know. It's some long time after. Okay. Uh, anyway, anyway. So the you know, and and I and I'm going to say this. This show is is dipping a little here, but I feel like this expository piece in the middle was a little bit of a weaker part of the show anyway. So I'm going to get through it a little bit. Okay. I'm not going to go into so much. So basically, we got some dirty ass stormtroopers and Werner Horza. Werner Horza. Did you guys recognize his voice? Did you recognize the voice of this like Imperial Moth, like this ex Imperial guy here? No. Oh, yeah. he's the guy that he's the guy that did Grizzly Man. He's he's known for having this sort of like like uh his voice in and composed with uh like uh existential dread. It's like ah. the bear comes home. Another struggle in a never ending battle for survival. Like that's the way it sounds. So hearing him here was again really neat. He's weird. It's stunt casting, but they don't acknowledge it, right? You have to know who it is. They don't make it obvious. He's not doing a bit, right? Right, right. So that's the way I like that being done. So, pretty excellent. We immediately get a Mexican standoff, and a doctor named Doctor Pershing or whatever comes in and says, "I want you to get this fifty-year-old whatever." We're not going to tell you what it is, and it could be anything because this is, you know, the galaxy. Uh, cool thing here. We get the first uh, little bit of Beskar steel slid across the table to the. Um, to the Mandalorian. Now, Ken, you've already you've already sort of told us a little bit about Beskar Steel and what it does. And here's where we get the mention about the pur- or, well, wait, it's a little bit later. We get the mention about the purge. Um, right. We we have a situation here where the Empire has done some dirty business. It seems. Uh, I, I I it seems to me like this is, you know, they have absolutely been, you know. Uh, used used by the empire for this particular mineral and it seems it's like more valuable than gold it's treated as what's that what's he say it's real right uh pretty pretty crazy um and then there's it's a whole almost con- religious to them yes yeah the best scar steel of the mandalorians and we find out you can get this thing alive but you know if you have to kill it whatever just bring us proof you killed it but dr pershing wasn't in on that um, so we have the moth, yes, kill it. The doctor, no. Um, you get a tracking fob, the last four digits of its chain code, and the no location, and it's 50 years of age, right? 
So we get this neat scene here um, where the Mandalorian goes and gets a shoulder pad kind of made out of the yeah. Beskar steel. Yeah, yeah. Sam, what, what did, what, tell us a little bit about what you thought about this scene. Well, first thing that struck me, I was like, okay, so there's female Mandalorians, <clears throat> you know, because she had, like, you know, a little skirt going on and everything. Um, mm -hmm. And she had a pretty cool mask. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, it was, um, it, it, like I said, I'm not deep, you know, steep in, like, you know, um, the Mandalorian lore and everything, but um, I, it was just cool to see, like, a second one there like that. I don't think we've ever seen more than, um, more, more than one and two, in, more than... More than two in one scene, right? Have we? I, I, as far as I know, the only ones we've really seen are, you know, unless you count the millions of clones, of course, of Django Fett, who then attacked. Yes, you're right. We've only really seen Boba Fett. Now, Cam, what, what is? Can you tell us a little bit about some of what's going on in this scene, as far as uh, the the ceremony, and is there like, what's? Can you give us a little bit of background on the uh, on the situation here? Uh that, well, so we saw a little bit of a flashback of where the Mandalorian the village, and I guess we're going to see a little bit about, about that, but I think where the, the part, I don't know who he was talking to, the artisan was, that was creating the, the armor piece for him specifically, but maybe a family member, definitely someone from a, that he was, you know, familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, but definitely the, the steel having that, that steel and him bringing him back to his, his origin, like where he came from. So okay. they're very, they're very tribe oriented and mm. almost nomadic. Uh, so this, and, and because they, they didn't have this, this piece, this steel was taken from them. They kind of lost that. So they're bringing it back. They're sort of a... They're getting their their identities back. Mm -hmm. Answer me this question: Is there a significance to the mask? I mean, is there a reason why? Um, I mean, we we got more than you know one now, and so we see like the um, you know the female with a similar mask. Is what is what is the purpose? What is the reason why you know they both actually you know just have their mask on like that or their their helmets on? Like well, that? I think I think to hide their identity. Right there's a whole bounty hunter code. Uh, there's a there's a guild. Mm -hmm. There's mm -hmm. guild uh, requirements, and so you, the robot um, spouts a whole bunch of guild protocol and this okay. uh, statement and this and that. And I think to the identity of these sort of humanoid bounty hunters, I think it's important that they're covered. Okay, um, mm -hmm. but also. The, the Mandalorian, like the knights, you know, the, 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 the knights of the round table, you know, from our mythology, right? So it's kind of the same thing. And they all have similar, like, you know, shapes and forms safe. as far as, the, um, you know, the mask, the way it's formed. Because, you know, the first thing you notice that the, the, the helmet is sort of formed the same way. It's <laughs> not a similar, it's not like, you know, identical, but it's similar in fashion. You know, what's really it's cool about... To the, the yeah. Person. Yeah. What's really exactly. what's really cool about those helmets, and this is something that in the in some of the Boba Fett uh, EU stuff I've read, uh, what they do is is like you can see front and back in the helmet, so like you get one field of view or the backs over here and the fronts in the middle. Right. So that's one of the reasons that they always keep it on. Um, it's pretty nifty. In fact, 
later on we're gonna see the mandalorian hold up his viewfinder and where's he hold it where's he hold it sam do you think does he hold it up here where his eye is or does he hold it right in the middle right in the center right in the center super nifty <laughs> so i know because he did that that i'm not just lying which is pretty rare for me to know that i'm not lying. uh so i'll take it so i'll take it so let's talk a little bit so so i want to talk a little bit about the parallels between a Western and this show now here, because this is this scene specifically is I is where I think it really takes off. Um, it's for me. I mean, the, the obviously, you know, you could pull the opening scene out of Deadwood or um, Tombstone or whatever, but this this piece here, it seems to me like we're we're to equate the Mandalorians with the Native Americans in most of the traditional Western stories. Okay. Um, it seems to me like there's a sort of uh, there's something about being a Mandalorian that everyone knows is special. Um, the opening scene, they call it Mando, which can't be his name. I mean, it would be awesome if it was, but I, I can't imagine that it is. And we also have uh, this guide here in this next piece, right? The guide piece where we have to, the Mandalorian has to learn how to ride a blurg. <laughs> well, he has to learn how to ride a blurg. Yeah, that was pretty funny. Pretty awesome. But That's this is... Challenge. Yeah, so so it's like a corral. There's actually a little 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 corral here, and you know this is also where the mu- the music that bump 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 that piece it's like a horse riding sort of picks up right, mm-hmm. uh, and and the score is really excellent as in as in most Star Wars, um, but I like that what that music really cements it for me. So yeah, that's the Ludwig Ludwig von Gorson or something like that. He did the um. He did the soundtrack to uh, Black Panther. You know, he was like the scorer, you know, for that. And <clears throat> he does some hip-hop stuff, you know, for um, Childish Gambino and everything. So, yeah, he's very diverse in his, um, you know, musical, you know, um, scoring there. Absolutely, absolutely. And, you know, this scene here, so we've got the guide, we've got the blurgs. The guide says, I have spoken. He wants peace to return oh, to yeah, his world. I love that. You know, his eye has spoken. I mean, that's his definitive eye have spoken. <laughs> he says that a couple times. You can't imagine this guy being anything, you know, you know, you, you can't imagine him being anything more than a one-off. But, again, this uh, very deep world full of a lot of cool stuff. I'm in that every time I um, talk to my kids so they won't say anything else after that. They'll just I, I, have I have spoken. I have spoken. I have spoken. A guy won't take money, but he will take one blurg. So he will take the blurg. Uh gotta give him that and then we have this action scene which is yeah this is probably the best thing about the um the episode so far you know it was pretty deep pretty decent (laughs) you can see and and i love you know in the western angle on this is so uh ken could you hear spurs when ig80 whatever is coming (laughs) it's coming up to to the encampment when he walks into the square yeah absolutely absolutely Ching, 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 sure. So the upshot of this, it's a, it's, an, it's a shootout, and it's awesome, and I won't even try to describe it blow for blow. It is awesome. Um, you know, while in the midst of this, the Mandalorian goes against his best judgment, makes a deal with the IG-88 droid, uh, and then we have Chekhov's Gatling gun that shows up. And, uh, again, I could see, like, Christian Bale doing this in 310 to Yuma, you know what I mean? Jumping up on the Gatling gun. <laughs> taking care of everyone. Uh uh, what uh, my, I love the droid. I love the way they've been doing droids with the newer Star Wars movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. This 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 droid is hilarious. The, yeah, you can super hilarious. You know when we would when I would watch the original Star Wars movies, I would always think to myself like, you know, 
what's so bad about droids? Like they'd be like, ah, droids. I don't. We won't serve their kind here. And I'd be like, what's the big deal? I kind of get it now after <laughs> after watching just this scene, right? You kind of can. Do you get an idea that maybe some of the uh, the anti-droid behavior we've seen is maybe a little bit founded here? Well, with the IG, with the bounty hunter droid. Yeah, yeah. What do you make out of that bounty hunter IG droid? Oh well, I I I agree with what you said. I mean, they're trying to make their personalities a little more <clears throat> personable, mm-hmm. uh, a little more human, give them a s- sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this one definitely had a sense of humor, like for real. Yeah. Like, what'd you make of self destruct? What'd you make of that self destruction, Sam? Like, what did you make of that running gag on the self destruction? Oh yeah, it was it was it was hilarious and everything. <laughs> No, don't self-destruct yet. Uh, yeah, that, that was that was straight <coughs> good old George Lucas writing right there. Right. I mean, that's the kind of stuff yeah. that he liked to put in for his characters to kind of banter with. So you, you know, you you got involved with, thought they were funny. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And the way they did, they um, you know, bounce off of each oh. other and everything during the fight. You know, um, the way they both look at the uh, the Gatling. Yeah, gun, yeah, yeah, yeah. At, you know, afterwards, it's actually brought out the personality of the Mandalorian a lot, lot more during this sequence and everything. So mm-hmm. you get to see a little bit more of his personality interacting with, you know, um, you know, the droid. Yeah, you get to see again. You know why he doesn't like the droid. He even says, "Ah, you're not so bad," right? He says, "Not so bad." And then uh, we find that, that the droid has been sent on a little bit of a different mission, uh, a termination mission. And the 50-year-old uh, thing, the 50-year-old person, I don't know, I'm a sentient being, I don't want to be pejorative, but, you know, I'm not being anti-alien here. Uh, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not with the real Empire. Uh, it's a baby Yoda. A now, baby Yoda. Hmm. Didn't expect that. You know? A baby Yoda. Now, Ken, do, do hmm. you, know, you know why this is such a big deal, right? Like you know the, the big, the, yeah, so yeah, the so, little a, the the character, whatever it is, yeah, I'm not, no, I don't know what they're wanting us to <laughs> surmise here, but I was definitely thinking maybe, maybe not Yoda, but obviously, yeah. uh, similar species. Yeah, I I think what what's the big deal here is they've never ever said anything about Yoda species ever 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 never never. Never, 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 never. They have never, ever, ever said anything about Yoda's species. It's been <laughs> hidden, never, silent, ever. never, ever, ever. And that's such a big deal. So it seems like they're about to introduce this information. I, I mean, I can't imagine with this sort of, you know, scientist being involved, this doctor being involved, that we're not going to get some exp- expository information about what exactly species Yoda is. You know, uh, obviously, you know, you don't start training Jedi when you're a child. And he mm-hmm. trained Jedi for 500 years or 800 years or whatever. So I, I'm excited to see where they're going with this. Yes, uh, this is a, um, definitely a great way to end off the episode and leave you wanting more and everything. You know, what's going on? And um, he killed the, um, you know, the droid and everything or destroyed the droid, I should say. Not, uh, um, before the droid was able to kill the, um, the Yoda baby. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was Which nice. Which again, to see. we're in favor of. We're in favor yeah, of. Yeah, we that. are we're definitely in favor that. of babies here. You know. Although, although you know, between Watchmen and this show, I think I'm gonna get my my money's worth on Baby Dread. I'm just uh, <laughs> that's enough of that. Yeah. <laughs> I just yeah. want to see some. I just want babies to be asleep in their cribs, safe, far away from danger. And this has been 
it's just hard. You know, it's rough. Uh, yeah, so, these know, babies like, had it rough. Some of these, um, you know, TV shows and stuff. You know. <laughs> so yeah, so the the, the episode kind of ends there. You know, we know it's not the end of the, the story. We know it's the beginning of the story. We get that uh, that reaching up. You know, baby Yoda reaches up with its hand, and the Mandalorian reaches down. Um, so I'm excited. So, why, so, so okay. So the droid wanted to, um, you know, murder the baby or um, take out the baby and everything. So what are we supposed to gather from the Mandalorian destroying the droid and not, you know, taking it that far? Like, what are what are we what are we taking from that? Well, for me, I definitely think that there's definitely more than one contract out, which means that there's, you know, there's a schism amongst these people whether or not to to it's worth it, like whether or not it's possible that you should kill this thing, right? Or whether or not it's right oh. that you should kill this thing. Mm-hmm. So obviously, you know, it seems like there's more than one interested party, which means the Imperial people, and they're, we know that they're not the ones that uh, that put the bounty on on its head, right? Because they would have just put a ba- the real bounty on. You know, they would have sent right. two bounty hunters, but said just, just destroy. Right. So that there is an Afor, not Afor named party involved. Is that what do you think, Ken? Uh, I agree. I agree with that. Um, I also think that the since the Mandalorian actually was given a choice, you know, cold or hot, warm, yeah. you know, either way, bring it back. Um, he chose warm, but also because it's a a baby. Um, I'm, we're all assuming it's a baby. We think it's a baby. Yeah, I mean, yeah exactly. Could, like, but <clears throat> he had a difficult childhood himself so i think he identifies and he realizes that he needs to ah, ah, maybe ah, right 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 this is a foundling hence, hence, hence yeah. with the flashbacks yeah, found, that we've seen maybe through protect. like the episode right okay so you think he's in some danger because he's gonna have to burn his guild bridges and sort of take care of this uh you know this baby yoda i hope oh. we get a name i hope they name this I, thing in the next episode to make that a little easier on us yeah, I like I the mean, baby to be. It, it, it was a good way to connect. Okay, his um, you know, the flashbacks and everything to his um, making sure the baby is saved. You know, at the end of the episode, so it's it's something there. It's definitely something there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So that that's it. That's the episode. All right. It's the whole thing. That was a um, very um, like I said, I'm not you know deep in the lore and everything. So this whole Mandalorian thing and their history is just brand new to me. You know, I'm so used to Luke Skywalker and his, you know, his his story and everything. Um, but it was very, very refreshing to see something other than um, the Luke story. Something mm-hmm. outside of what, what they call like the outer realm or outer realms or whatever, you yep. know, of the universe and everything. Seeing things like, you know, um, in there that you couldn't, you know, see like the um, the stormtroopers, uh, of course, the droids and everything. Um, but just seeing um, the universe expand in this manner was a you know very refreshing thing to see. Super, super awesome, super yeah, awesome. Just, yeah, go ahead. The stormtroopers were a little beat up too, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. They look dirty. Not yeah, just they're... beat up, just unwashed. Which you know, that's a weird state to be in if you're military. They were yeah. definitely like unwashed, you know, unclean. Yeah. How big a cog do you think muscle. that? Uh, how big a cog do you think that uh, Werner Herzog is here? Do you think that he's like uh, a moff? Do you think he's just some sort of local local governor? Like where where do you think he ranks in the hierarchy, Ken? 
Um, I think he. De- I think you you nailed it. I think he was a uh, um, a, a moth, okay. uh, disenfranchised moth, that was uh, sort of just now his. Like I said, the, the empire is not in charge anymore, and everyone's kind of have you know gun and you've got some credits and you can build a little army you got yourself a little uh a little kingdom to run you got yourself a uh, stew going that's for sure yeah i love seeing carl weathers Absolutely. You know, ever since arrested development i love seeing carl weathers and everything because i i just think to myself oh you get yourself some meat you get yourself some broccoli you got yourself a stew going <laughs> i just think about that all the time i don't know why that's like one of my favorite lines for that show i need to get some new favorite lines is really what it comes down to so so that's what we got for you the first week and uh you know i'm sure that everything's going to get fleshed out a lot more in the coming weeks and uh yeah you know we're all can't 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 wait to see more looking forward to the fact of um you know um this this whole um just universe just expanding and open up and everything so um just seeing something other than what we're used to seeing and I'm, i'm wondering if if at any point will any of this tie into like you know future movies or you know i know it's taking place before um before a lot of the recent stuff that we've seen so you know it's just telling a different aspect way back in the past and everything you know mm-hmm. so um yeah it's, it's it was like i keep saying before it's very refreshing to see this this aspect of the well, star wars lore well you remember how they tried to make because i we were um for those of you that haven't uh listened to our other podcasts and that's uh do that uh <laughs> Ken has joined us before uh, for our Star Wars stuff. Uh, specifically, he was on our Episode 8 podcast, and I definitely remember thinking to myself, they, they tried to make Han Solo's dice a thing at the very end here, right? Uh, certainly, I think, Sam, what I'm saying here is that I think that they're definitely going somewhere uh, with oh, yeah. the movies. Uh, it wouldn't shock me if all of a sudden a Mandalorian in full Beskar armor shows up in Episode Nine, right? It would make total sense. That would be awesome to see. I mean, I'm like, I'm all for for that. I love some crossover <laughs> stuff. You know, may, let uh, let the connect connections fly as much as possible. That's what absolutely. I'm all here for. Absolutely. All right. Well, before we go, Ken, do you have any like final thoughts you'd like to share about the episode? Uh, just that I, I share your enthusiasm, and I'm looking for the second episode, which I guess is going to drop Tuesday. Yeah, yeah. Didn't really sure. say. Uh, awesome. I like that they're, yeah. I like that they're weekly instead of the binge because it gives us a chance to digest things and. Yeah. And actually, I would say I don't know if you can see this. It's on the camera. I was looking through some of my stuff. This, do you see this? Yeah. This is um, a proof of bounty. You, <laughs> uh, in in uh the mandalorian oh so, yeah i've had this for years but the first time i've seen it in film that's awesome uh, really wow that's awesome that man decent yeah so several times uh the mandalorian says if you don't have this you cannot shoot kill or beat up anyone and take them for money huh. you need this you got a bounty hunter license you got this. yeah that's what this is. So I have one. I guess next week I'll be using that uh, that Ken ISO camera a lot more. Sam, uh, <laughs> Sam, what are what are your final thoughts and where can they find us? Um, hey, great episode. Looking forward to the next one. Um, make sure that you're you know catching us everywhere. Uh, you know, podcasts are found Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, um, Google Play. Uh, tune in anywhere. Uh, make sure you are following us all over social media at Nerdcyclopedia. 
and leaving us some feedback at nurse, nerds at nerdcyclopedia.com. You can also just drop it in the comments for the video. I promise we'll get it. And I'm going to go last because uh, I like to do that. There we go. Uh, so for me, you know, you can catch out my uh, gaming stream on SC Hitch over at Twitch. You can catch me on Twitter at Steel City Hitch. You'll notice a, a pattern there. And, you know, we just started this week. You know, I'm going to be doing some recapping at Rick and Morty myself uh, as part of my solo effort, which, again, indicates nothing about the partnership uh that we're willing to admit publicly. Oh, Ooh, man. Not, not yet. Not yet. Nah, nah, not cool. yet. Uh, it's called Nobody Cares What Scott Thinks. Uh, so check that out. There's an episode Nobody down below. Nobody cares, people. Not even Nobody me. does care. And uh, that's it. So, uh, you know, without further ado, we really appreciate everyone for watching, sending your feedback, listening. Uh, and we'll hope to see you next episode. See you, see next you later. Week.